All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Today is Tuesday. It's been a while since I did my last one a few days here, so I'm going to jump right into it. As promised, my take on this whole Browns, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, comments. So over the course of the past few weeks, the Cleveland Browns and their players have been extremely outspoken to the media on the future of what they think will happen to this organization going forward. The first to speak out was rookie quarterback Greedy Williams, also an LSU player. And uh, he spoke out as a, at his rookie press conference uh, saying that he believes that the Cleveland Browns will make it to the Super Bowl, which is an extremely bold prediction from a guy who hasn't played a single snap in the NFL. And, uh, by the way, he also got passed up by every team in the league, including the Browns, twice and some three times. But I'll let that one go because he recanted his statement and said that uh, he apologized. And then he's told, you know, that John Dorsey or somebody, Freddie Kitchens, talked to him and said, hey, you know, let's not talk like that. You know, you're new in this league. Let's not be stupid. Uh, so he recanted that statement and, um, basically said, you know, he apologized and said he's just here to once to win games, which is fine. So, but the bigger thing is what Odell Beckham Jr. said, the Browns' new Pro Bowl wide receiver, in an interview with GQ Magazine, which, Jesus, when's the last time a, Cle a Cleveland sports person has been interviewed by GQ Magazine that hasn't been named LeBron James? I'll wait because it's probably never happened. Uh, and he said, I plan on being there for the next five years and trying to bring as many championships there as possible. Turning the Browns into the new Patriots. So uh, first off, one, I guess he just gave himself a timeline saying that he plans on being here for five years. And in those five years, plans to make the laughing stock of the NFL, the Cleveland Browns, into the Patriots. You know, a winning, productive franchise at a high level, always in the playoffs, always in the Super Bowl argument. So what if they don't get successful right away? Is he only giving five years? So he's 26 right now. He'll be 27 at about the halfway point of the regular season because his birthday's in November. So he'll be about as old as Antonio Brown when he thinks he'll decide to test the open market, right? If that's what he's saying in five years, he'll be 31, almost 31. Is that what he's saying? Why give a timetable? That just seems extremely irresponsible and basically giving a team who hasn't been to a playoff game since 2002 and they haven't won a playoff game since 1994, the year I was born, might I add, a deadline. Win in five years, or I'm out. So let's just break this down. Sure, the Browns have gotten a lot better on both sides of the ball in the recent years. I'm not arguing that. But how much ego can fit on one team? And then you take a guy who's never been a head coach before in his life at any level and ask him to control all the egos. I'm not saying he can't do it, but isn't that a lot to ask of the guy? So before we talk about 
the present. Let's look at the past because I am an absolute true believer of that history is doomed to repeat itself if you don't learn from it. And you have to look at where you've been before you can realize what you're trying to do. So this organization has now had 17 different head coaches and 11 since 1999. By the way, one of those head coaches was Bill Belichick. He's also the last Browns head coach to win a playoff game. He actually did that in 1994 versus the Patriots, which is, boy, this story is just so full of irony. But then the sad, sad, sad saga begins. Sorry. Excuse me. The Browns became the Ravens in 1996. That Ravens team becomes dominant and wins a Super Bowl in 2000. In the year before that, In 1999, the Browns become a new expansion team. They are told by the Ravens organization that they can keep all of their old history, right? Like, that's just a, God, what a like what a shot in the face that is, a kick in the nuts, right? Oh, we just won a Super Bowl with your old roster, but you guys can keep all your old history. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, man. Can you imagine, like, this is why I cry and laugh at the same time for Browns fans. Like, you watched a roster get built and get tossed aside and then picked up, become a new team, and then four years later, you get your team back, and your old team that moves six hours away wins the Super Bowl one year later. Like, Hollywood couldn't even make this shit up. Like, that's, that's literally, like, how the Browns organization is so dysfunctional, right? Like they've been a laughing stock. They haven't won anything. Then they dismantle them. They move them six hours away. They then that team that moves six hours away, like starts, you know, the roster that you created, starts like, you know, acquiring draft picks, building it up. Then you become a new franchise, and a year later, your old franchise wins the Super Bowl. Like, I can't even imagine like how like that would be so rough, right? From then on, the Browns struggle to draft a quarterback, right? In fact, from 1999 through week four of 2018, so this last season, the team has had 30 different players start at quarterback. Tim Couch, the Browns' first overall draft pick in 1999, is the only quarterback in that stretch, okay, in that that 30-player stretch to start all 16 games in a season for the team, having done so in 2001. Okay, so that's the last time that's ever happened. The Browns have started more than one quarterback in 17 consecutive seasons. 17 consecutive seasons, okay? They have had nine general managers since 1999. This organization has been a literal dumpster fire for over two decades. Yet we act as if changing the roster and adding some flashy new players will change things overnight. Like just just let that just let that sit in for a second, okay? You act as if getting another head coach, getting a better GM and getting better players is going to overnight turn this franchise just just into into a magical beautiful butterfly that's going to win them su- playoffs and Super Bowls. Cuz that's what I'm hearing in the media. That's what I'm hearing in Vegas. Vegas has them as Super Bowl like contenders. I think they're like the fifth best odds right now. 
In fact, that's what many of them are saying, like what I was talking about, right? As well as people in the media and people that are fans, right? That this is, this is all going to happen, right? This season, it's all going to come together for them. It's not going to happen in three years. I'm telling you right now, it's not even going to happen in three years. They need to focus on contending for the division, first and foremost, before you set out to try to capture this pipe dream of winning a Super Bowl. And for that to happen, one man needs to retire. For them to even have a remote possible chance. And do you know who that man is? His name is Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben is 11-3-1 at Brown Stadium. He has won more games in Cleveland than any starting quarterback for Cleveland since 1999. Let that sink in. He's the most winningest quarterback at Brown Stadium, and he doesn't play for the Browns. Oh, and guess what? The Browns record in Pittsburgh since the Big Ben era? 15 and 0 Pittsburgh is. That's right. They've never beaten the Steelers in Pittsburgh since Big Ben was drafted in 2004. I'm not a head coach or anything, but I would be trying to establish a winning culture within my own division, you know, the guys you play twice a year, before I have my players mouthing off about Super Bowl expectations and becoming this dynasty. Like a dynasty? What do you mean a dynasty? Win a playoff game. Win a game when it matters. You haven't done that since Bill Belichick was your head coach in 1994. And this is where I get to my third point. This team has never had any aspirations in their entire reborn life. Since 1999, the city of Cleveland has been duped by the Browns. The the city still has loyal fans. Probably some of the most loyal fans ever because they'd have to sit there and watch that dumpster fire for the last 20 years. But they have seen this team be the laughing stock of the NFL for the last 19 years of football. Because last year was like a decent season, so I don't count last year. Now they are starting to get a roster, and now there's talk of them being serious. They are in the spotlight now, okay? Never been in the spotlight, ever. ESPN is talking about them on a regular basis. ESPN, for crying out loud. ESPN hasn't been there since LeBron's been in Cleveland. The city is buzzing, and now they have a legit real team schedule. And this is where you are going to see if they are for real or not. Let me just list a few teams the Browns have to play this year. The Rams, the Seahawks, the 49ers, and the Patriots, not to mention the divisional opponents as well that they have to play twice, right? The Steelers, the uh, the Ravens, and Cincinnati. They all got to play those guys twice. Cincinnati's not going to be as good, but what, you think that the Ravens are going to get any worse than they were last year? Think the Steelers are going to be worse than they were last year? I doubt it. These are all teams that are better than the Browns, the ones that I listed, the Rams, the Seahawks, the 49ers, and the Patriots, are all teams that are better than them and have tried and true coaching and quarterback play. Okay, the 49ers is a toss of a coin there, but the Rams, the uh, the Seahawks, and the Patriots all have tried and true coach and quarterback play. They all have guys there. 
They have night games now. Like the Cleveland Browns have night games. They have four primetime games this year. Two of the Browns, this is a quote, two of the Browns' primetime games are on the road, the Jets and the 49ers, and two are home games, Rams and the Steelers. Two are on Monday night, and one is on Sunday night and on Thursday night. Most of the country will see their Week 8 matchup against the defending Super Bowl champions, the Patriots, and their Week 13 game against Pittsburgh on CBS at 4.25 p.m. It marks the second time in Brown's history that the club will play primetime games in consecutive weeks. Let me read that for you one more time. It marks the second time in Brown's history. Okay, remember when I went back and I gave you the history and I told you they've always had their history? So this isn't talking about 1999. This is talking about in their history history that the club will play primetime games in consecutive weeks. The other was in 2008 when they played a Thursday night game on November 6th, followed by a Monday night game on November 17th. In club history. Come on. Come the freak on. Are you trying to tell me that they are for real after one season and a few offseason additions? You have to be out of your freaking mind. This team has never been this much under the spotlight ever, ever. In the history of ever, it's never been under the spotlight like this. They have so much pressure on them. So much pressure. They have to be good because everyone's saying they have to be good. It's been a revolving door at both quarterback and coaching for the last two decades. Finally, you have stability at the quarterback position. But a lot of things have to go the Browns' way. And they have to do this all for the first time not being underdogs anymore. Okay? That's the kicker. When you're an underdog and everyone doubts you and you get together and band together and become a team, we've all seen it happen dozens of times in sports. Where the underdog rallies and wins, okay? The Steelers did it when they went on their Super Bowl run in 2005. They limped into the playoffs, got a wild card spot, won the Super Bowl. They were the first team ever to win the Super Bowl from a wild card slot. Then we watched it with in the Super Bowl when we saw the Giants. Same thing. They limped into the playoffs, got super hot. They went all the way and beat the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. They were probably the biggest underdogs ever in Super Bowl history, and they won. It's a lot easier when no one is giving you any credit to do something amazing because no one expects it from you, and that's the difference. And they are something today that they that they have never, ever been, the favorites, Okay. This is something they've never, ever been since their franchise, okay, became a new franchise in 1999. They've never, ever, ever been the favorites to win anything, including the AFC North. Okay, Vegas has them as the favorites. According to Odd Shark, okay, this is online betting stuff, Cleveland is a plus 125 to win the division, and Pittsburgh is behind them at plus 195. That means if I put $100 on either of those two teams, I would net 125 or 195 respectively. And I'm honestly shocked. I'm completely shocked. A team who has never, ever, ever been under the spotlight, 
who's let alone hasn't won a playoff game since 1994. Okay? Let alone the division. Okay, hasn't won a playoff game since 1994. Not even, I'm not even talking about winning the division. That's not even the playoffs. They've never won the division. In the history of the AFC North, the Browns have never, ever won the AFC North. They've won the AFC Central when they were part of that division before, but they've never won the AFC North since its inception. So you would literally have to be high to place that bet. You Like, literally, you'd have to be like out of your freaking mind to place that bet. Like unless you're like a, just like a you know a fan, like a sports fan. Like if I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, I might put a hundred bucks on them to win. But why? Why would I do that? I, that's craziness. You're expecting this team to do something it's never done before in its history. It, like that's what I don't understand. Like if you're trying to establish a betting routine or establish something that I can concrete and say, you know, like it's obviously a safe bet to assume the Patriots will win you know, their division. Because why the hell wouldn't they? Why the hell wouldn't they win it? They win it every year, right? That's a, that's an easy bet. Probably, that's why the bet's probably terrible. You probably wouldn't net anything. You probably win like a dollar. But, uh, like, why? Why would you bet on the Browns to win the AFC North? It makes zero sense to me. Because if I'm gonna, if I'm trying to argue this point, right, which I am, I've just given you all the facts. I've just given you everything you need to know. They've never done it before. I'm not saying they can, but why would it now? Why would it now when the man who's literally owned the Browns since the day he came into the NFL is still at the helm in Pittsburgh? The Cleveland Browns do not have a chance unless Big Ben retires. I'm telling you right now, it will never happen, okay? They are 15-0 at Heinz Field. Ben's 11-3-1 at Cleveland Brown Stadium. You will never beat the Steelers for the rights to win the division. The only way that ever freaking happens is if Big Ben gets hurt and he doesn't play the whole season. Then you will have a chance to win the division because that's the facts. You can't argue with facts. I don't care what you establish on paper, and your team may be better on paper, but the man who singularly owned you his entire career in the NFL still plays two and a half hours down the road. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. He just signed an extension. He's locked up in Pittsburgh for the next three years. So, why on earth would I put money, $100, to, to bet on the Cleveland Browns, a team who's never, ever, ever won it before, to win it now? Why? What has changed? To tell me anything that's actually changed. Yeah, they got better players on their roster, absolutely. Their roster on both sides of the ball is better. But they have a guy who's never been a head coach before being a head coach. He, not, even at, not even at any level. Not, not even at high school. He was never even a high school head coach. They have a kid who's in his second year at quarterback. They have two wide receivers that are both egomaniacs. You don't think people have tape on uh, on the on everybody now? 
You don't think Baker Mayfield has a big old tape reel, especially at the Steelers facility where they have to play him twice a year? Like you'd have to be out of your freaking mind to think that they don't sit there and study him every day. They're going to have a way to make him try to beat them, and it's going to be harder. I've watched Ben Roethlisberger destroy the Browns every year of my life with way less weapons than what he has now, including after the dismissal of Antonio Brown. Ben Roethlisberger used to own them with Antoine Randall and Heinz Ward as his starting two wide receivers. In a different era where he didn't pass as much, but still. The Steelers are always going to beat the Browns when one man is in control of that helm. And that's Ben Roethlisberger, because history tells me so. Why would I argue with what I know? Why would I argue with facts? Yeah, they're getting better. Absolutely, they're getting better. But that's what needs to happen. You need to grow. It's not going to happen in one year. You went 7-8-1. and one. That's really good. Good. I'm glad. It's better than being 0-16 or 1-15 or whatever, 2-14, whatever they were the last three seasons. Yes, leaps and bounds better. But win a season. Have a winning record in a season because you haven't in a while. Long time. Win a playoff game first before you win a Super Bowl. Win the division before you do any of those things. If you're not going to win the division, get to a wild card. Do those things first before you say you want to win a Super Bowl. Because that's the ludicrous argument. That's where this makes no sense whatsoever. And the people in the media that are feeding into this honestly are idiots. I just gave you the facts. I gave you everything you need to know. Big Ben is not going to let this team beat him because he's never let it happen before. What do you think? The Browns have always been terrible? That they haven't had anybody good? They're an NFL football team. They've had good players. They've struggled to find good quarterbacks, and they struggled to have good coaching, but they have good players. They've had good players before. They're an NFL team. They're not like, it's not a college football team over there. They're an NFL team. They've always had NFL competition, and they've always played the Steelers hard. They've had close games over the last years, very close games. In fact, we tied last year, and Baker Mayfield didn't even start in that game. Literally, out of all the times we've played them, 26, 26 wins, three losses and a tie. Since Ben got drafted. 26 wins. That's the narrative that no one wants to talk about. Do you think the Steelers are just going to go away? Because now the Steelers are something they've never been in their entire lives, right? Like I just talked about, the Browns are something they've never been, which is the favorites. The Steelers are something they've never been. The Steelers are always in the conversation to win the AFC North, always. It's always been between them and the Ravens, always. Sometimes it may be a couple years of the Bengals. But the Steelers are always the ones that say, yeah, they can win that division this year. They can always win the division. Now they're saying they can't. 
Because they lost, what, two guys, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown? No, it's not going to work like that. Am I talking about Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown's record against the Browns? No, I'm not. I'm talking about one man's record. One man's record. And he's still there. He's there for the next three years. It's not going to change. Nothing's going to change. Okay, this team, fundamentally, the Browns need to do one thing and one thing only. Focus on winning games they can win and try to make it to a wild card because you're not going to win the division. So you heard it here, folks. The Steelers will win the AFC North. With all the diversity the Steelers are going through, they are now underdogs for the first time in a long time. In their own division. I'm not saying Steelers have never been underdogs before. They've been underdogs. Like I said, in 2005, they were underdogs to win the Super Bowl, and they won. What do you think? Like, you think Ben is just sitting here quietly at home, listening to everyone talk about how he wasn't the guy that made Antonio Brown's career? Right? Do you, you think that doesn't bother him? You're crazy. He doesn't talk about it because he doesn't have to talk about it. Ben's a gamer. Ben's always been a gamer. Look at the stats that I just read you. Ben's a gamer. He doesn't care. When, it, when it's all out there on the line, he doesn't care. He's going to win. He's a gamer. And Ben now has all this, adver- like, all this adversity on him. People telling him he's never going to be, be the same guy because he doesn't have Antonio Brown. Well, I begged freaking Diver. Or Differ, excuse me. Because I've seen, I've seen Ben multiple times in his career do stuff, crazy stuff. Back-to-back 500-yard games with six touchdowns. Back-to-back. He's the only guy in the history of the NFL to do that. And in the second game versus the Ravens, he hit six different receivers for all six of those touchdowns. You think, think the guy only feeds one guy ever in his whole life? Let me, let me tell you something, okay, for all those people that jumped on this Antonio Brown wagon of him being better than him. No. The quarterback's always made the wide receiver. That's how it works. You can get open as fast as you want, but if you can't get a guy who puts it on the, on the spot, you'll never, you'll never be good because you'll never get the ball. And Ben's gotten A.B. A, the ball his entire career. In fact, if you look at Antonio Brown's stats, the only person to throw Antonio Brown all of his touchdowns, all of his touchdowns, and I'll get you the how many touchdowns Antonio Brown has right now. Sorry, excuse me while I get this. Dead air is not good. All right, here you go. Let's look at the totals now. If I can slide this down. TDs, what the heck? Where is it? Seventy-four touchdowns. Receiving touchdowns. Seventy-four receiving touchdowns, okay? <clears throat> Guess who's thrown them every single one of those? Anyone want to take a guess? 
the man I've been talking about all day long. Ben Rosberger threw Antonio Brown every single one of those touchdowns. It wasn't anybody else. And, 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 and Big Ben's been hurt in his career. You don't think that that another guy ever tried to step up and had to win a game for the Steelers when Ben was hurt? Yeah, it happened a lot in his career. He's been hurt a lot. Did anyone else throw him a touchdown? No. Every single one of those touchdowns was by one man and one man only. And that man has single-handedly destroyed the Cleveland Browns in his entire tenure as Pittsburgh Steeler. And he will do so for the next three years. Because now, everyone in the media has pissed him off. And Ben cannot wait to get out there and show everybody that they are wrong. So go ahead and doubt him. Go ahead and put your money on the Browns, but that'll be the easiest $100 you've ever lost in your entire life. So I'm going to tell you the smartest bet right now in sports. You bet the $100 that the Pittsburgh Steelers win the AFC North, and you lock it in, you lock it in right now, because I'm going to tell you something. The Steelers will win the AFC North this year. Write it down. You heard it here first. Anyway, there you go, guys. That's the episode I told you I would do, and I did it. If you got any suggestions, you email me at the rant Eli. That's all lowercase, all one word, the rant Eli at gmail.com. Hit me up on my social media platforms, okay? Instagram is probably the best way to get a hold of me because I'm not on really anything else. EDK1181 at Instagram. DM me. Send me stuff you want me to do. Do whatever you want. I'll do it. I'm, I, I have so much free time. It's ridiculous. Anyway, that's the show. If you like it, share it with your friends. Tell them about it. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll do whatever they want to do. We, you guys can get together. You guys can hit me both up, and I'll do whatever you both want to do. It's good. Check it out.